Today is the 23rd of February. And we are doing Joko's book, Nothing Special, and we're doing the chapter called The Baseboard. In a way, this is a straightforward chapter, and it's very much, um, there's one point that Joko keeps elaborating in this chapter, um, and she uses this image of the baseboard. I don't know if, if it, if, well, I suppose that all of us have experience with baseboard um, type of heating. Um, and she's using that image to enable us to sense what we keep doing that creates um, troubles in the midst of our daily life. And when she says we keep doing it, of course, most of us aren't doing it, so to speak, consciously or by choice, but there's this, you can call it reactive habits, that seems to seem to kick in, almost as a baseboard kicks in, when we're trying to heat a room, um, in the same sense, she's using that. Um, plugging into that baseboard when the circumstance arises um, for us. So I want to let you start with this, um, and we can then explore the different aspects of this. First, whether it's the image and the um, uh, way of talking about this makes sense to you as your re- as a way of describing reactive habits and practicing with reactive habits and whether there's a resonance for you with it or if you find something unclear or difficult about seeing the how this is is um, a useful skillful way of understanding what practice is called for in our life. So, so let's... Well, I, I had some trouble with, with uh, understanding what she means. I mean, I, can, I think I see what she's talking about, reactive habits coming up as soon as, as we're thwarted, and as, as it were, in our strategies to get something for ourselves or or just maneuver through life in a daily, you know, your daily regular uh-huh. schedule, and stuff comes up, and it's and and it does, and it goes counter what we what we what I what I prefer it to happen. But I I still don't quite understand or or, or get whatever that 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 electrical baseboard. It just doesn't seem to do anything for me. Uh-huh. And if, so today I, I went out to golf just to see if if, if my usual reactive habits. <laughs> occurred and, and certainly they did but uh but I, I still couldn't see how that i, I couldn't see how the, this baseboard had any had 
didn't talk to me as a, you know, so okay. I don't know. So what do you mean that when you went out to golf, what did you discover? I discovered that my drives were just great. Uh-huh. But then my, my short game from after I hit that <laughs> first drive, it kept going. To, I, I kept swinging up. My swing was off somehow, but the ball kept going to the right or the left. Or it was okay. Kept, and so I was very upset that it took me, you know, nine strokes to get to the to a, a, a par four, and I thought, well, that doesn't usually happen. I mean, what's going on here? And I got really, I'm not, I guess I could feel the upset. I wasn't ready to do it. I wasn't going to break my clubs or chop up the dirt. Or, but I, but I, I almost feel like, I, you know, that, that kind of reactive habit occurs to me sometimes to, to, to be kind of mean or nasty to something around, but I, you know, but there's nothing, or, you know, that I don't. It's just I, I, I have that, that uh, impulse almost to, you know, to not stop at a stop sign or or not or or tell somebody off or or do something you know really kind of dumb like you know hit a tree or something or so so you notice when, this when I stub my toe against something and I want to hit that thing that I stub my toe against you know With, that kind of uh-huh. feeling comes up for me I don't do that but I mean I, I notice that comes up and and that I find a little upsetting but I mean there it is so I just hang in there with it so so. In a way, you're upset that that comes up. A little bit, yeah. Because, you know, but I'm upset. I, I am upset sometimes when the upset comes up. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I, all I can do is just notice that, and I, I can't do much to to do anything about the upset. I can't make it go away or cover it over with with anything. You know. That I, who told you you need to make it go away or cover it over? Well, no, no, no one told me that. Just that's my usual, uh-huh. you know, uh, my, that's my preferred reactive uh, response or, or what would be to somehow get rid of it somehow. I, I think she talks about stuff like that yes. here or the other. So, so I want to get rid of it, but then I said, well, maybe I'll just be there. There's nothing wrong with it being upset. I mean, I can handle this. It's just, it just upset. It's nothing life-threatening or anything, you know, and so I just have to kind of laugh at myself a little bit, so. So, in a way, it's wonderful, I mean, because, I mean, if you look on page 32 after she starts talking about it, she's described, she says, my upset, this is in the middle of the, towards the end of the first paragraph of that page, Mm -hmm. um, my upset comes not from her, meaning this other person, but from plugging into my baseboard. I experience my baseboard or my upset as a type of tension, which is unpleasant. So it's unpleasant yes. to, to miss that shot, or it's unpleasant, and therefore... I don't want to have anything to do with such a feeling. In other words, the unpleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. So I go to war with, and then you figure out who you go to war with, or what you go to war with. Right. Um, so, in, in, in a way, that's what she's describing, and what you're describing, which is great. Great in the sense that if we can notice when it occurs, then already we're a step ahead, so to speak, because we're not, as you say, um, breaking the, uh, your uh, golf clubs or yelling right. at someone or yelling at yourself 
Um, sometimes it's not other people, but we say, how could I be so stupid? How could I have done such a terrible thing? Or how, you know, I should know better than this, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what we have to do is make these opportunities once we start becoming, what should I say, uh, recognizing when the baseboard comes up, make that into our practice friends. Um, because, as she puts it, the baseboard keeps, and, and don't get caught on the image of the baseboard as something, but the baseboard life keeps um, registering events that we react to because of that very reaction. So this baseboard thing, is that something that, that is she saying something to the fact that we plug into it and we sort of like even to uh, turn up the the volume, as it were, on if I can if I can say that uh, of the, the the stress or the upset. Does that what it means to? Well, let's see what it. others say. Uh, I, I won't say anything. Let's see what others say. How do you, do you understand? Or how would you respond to what Shojo just asked? This is Lisa. I've been having, I think that, I mean, when I read this, I felt like I've been sort of dealing with this exact thing Uh lately, and even in the past few days. Um, I'm getting a little confused now with all this talk about the baseboard. I thought that intuitively I understood understood Uh it. But, um, like, for instance, my husband is retiring. Uh Um, and this week, and so for several weeks, I've been having this, 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 I don't know, just all this trouble with the idea of him retiring. And then, um, in a nutshell, lately I noticed that I was sort of, um, well, that I was being a little bit mean to him, that I, I was ostensibly teasing um, him mm-hmm. about certain things and so forth, but things had a little, a little dig to them. They were a little sharp. And, um, and then I noticed that I was feeling really chilly yes. towards him and, um, and feeling very just kind of numb toward him. And just uh, and, and, every, and also I noticed all this anger just around daily life. Like everything was making me angry. Everything was pissing me off. And, and, uh, and then... I was, you know, when when sitting, and over time, I was writing about it. I was sitting with it, and and then um, I don't know. At some point, I, I just realized that there was this intense dislike of this thing happening. There was this of, of this retirement and everything that that it was gonna that I imagined it was gonna bring with it. And there was this intense fear about what was gonna happen afterward. And there was this intense feeling of I don't want this to happen. I don't want this time to go by. I don't I don't want it to come to the day when he's going to be retiring. I, I can't, you know, I, I just do not accept this. I don't want it. And um, and so um, I realized 
that that was um that was kind of underneath what was going on in terms of my reaction to him and so I felt like kind of my reactions of being kind of a little bit um, mean to him or feeling cold toward him or anything was kind of a that was sort of the habit, the thing that I would do to <coughs> kind of kind of protect myself from this from this awful these awful feelings of fear and anxiety and everything about the retirement. In other words, I was kind of I guess in my mind making it his problem, you know, blaming him a little bit or whatever when it was really um, my thing to deal with, my my feelings about, you know, what what was happening. And in a sense, I was kind of putting it out on him, which reminded me of what she says here in the chapter about Gloria or, right. you know, the person with the parking spot or whatever that, you know, that or she even says about like a couple, you know, you may think that you're having a quarrel with the other person, but it's the thing that... You, that you need to look at is the thing that's going on in yourself. So, I mean, that's the way I related to this chapter. Yes. And and she says, whenever something major happens in our lives, this is on page 32, the, the beginning of the last paragraph, we get a sharp shock from our baseboard. We don't know, know what to do with the shock, though the shock comes from inside us. We assume it comes from outside. In other words, we assume it's the circumstance as opposed to seeing that it's not about the circumstance. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was thinking in this situation is that I, you know, I think it's the circumstance, but obviously there's something in me that is arising as as sort of in response to the the circumstance, and that's what I'm, you know, looking at. And that's where um, we need to, in one sense, embrace the fear, or as she puts it, sitting is to face the terror and be the tension, whichever way we talk about it. And, of course, we each have to work with it as it manifests for us. But it's always, if we could say, noticing the emotion, thoughts, feelings, etc., and experiencing, or just simply experiencing how it is, which is what we don't want to do. We'd rather have a story about them or about what I didn't do and how bad it is for me or how hopeless it is, how come I didn't um, well, that's what I feel like shot. happened to me exactly. It was just that uh-huh. I was making it about him, and, and, in, and in reality, one day in sitting, it was like, you know, this great, these great feelings of intense grief and everything else, and yes. I'm, I'm, I feel like that's what I was avoiding with the, all the other stuff. Uh-huh. Just, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, going through it, it was bad, but not for that long, and then it passed, and, you uh-huh. know, so it's just funny that way that we... You just fight so hard to sort of not, or at least I do, to not experience some of those feelings, and then, but when you do, then they just transform a little bit, or they they get quieter. Yes, or as she puts it, sometimes the baseboard dissolves a bit. That um, sometimes we talk about it, it dissolves. It's like it opens up. Different ways to talk about. Remember, there's no such thing as a baseboard. You need to go looking for except 
as it manifests in particular moments, because it does, and it manifests as our life. And on one hand, where it upsets us and it's uncomfortable and we don't like it and we want to blame it on someone, so to speak, or on something. On the other hand, it also makes us feel significant, important, etc. So we do like it and we like the drama that builds around it, despite the fact that we say we don't want it and we get um, upset about it. So let, let's see if others have something they want to say with this. Hello? Hello? Well, this is Cindy. I guess I guess a couple of things that um, I, I don't know that just kind of stayed with me, or uh, that's not the right way to say it, but just was, one of them was that she just kept going back to the physical experience, uh-huh. and the, um, that, that it, it's not about just noticing self-centered thoughts and replacing those with some other kind of thought, but that it's going, it's returning awareness to the physical experience. Um, I can't remember where it was. Oh, well, this is on the last page in my book. It's on page 38. And she's talking about this, you know, uh, disagreement with Gloria. Well, it actually starts at the bottom of page 37. When the personal element, how I feel about her, is removed, then there is just energy. When we sit with great dignity with this energy, though it is painful at first, it turns into a place of great rest. Yes. And then it goes down. When I am pure energy, I am no longer me. I'm a functioning for the good. And I think sometimes... It's, it's, uh, sometimes it's difficult to see that that's, uh, I don't know how to say it, but that that's where, that that's where practice is, that it's, that it's not thinking more about the thoughts, um, that that's that that's not the practice is thinking yes. more about the thoughts, um, and, and I guess the place where, um, well, I mean, my particular, uh, I don't know, habit where I saw this relating to it is the habit of worry about other people. And how that just so uh, just arises so automatically, and that that um, that doesn't it, it, when I'm caught up in it, that doesn't seem like that I'm, that that's mm-hmm. a kind of avoidance of something else. Um, it seems like that that's you know just 
a natural thing you do when you're, you know, concerned about someone else. But, you know, that's not really, that's not really it because there's tremendous fear that that worry is, uh, you know, I mean, plugging into the habit of worry is a way to not uh, really experience or notice um, the fear. Yes. So, uh, uh, let me say that it, though we sometimes have to say it's it, it's physical experiencing or staying with the body, we also have to know that it's not physical versus so-called um, mental. It's it, it it's not about thinking, but that physical is it, if we get caught in that as a. Uh, an either or, then we miss that there's no such thing called physical, there's no such thing called mental, except that we call it that, and sometimes we have to direct ourselves to the bodily experiencing because of how much we are directing ourselves away from it by habit. But truly, truly, all experiencing is um, more than physical, more than mental, and nevertheless, we can direct in different ways, speak of body-mind, speak of experiencing, but as long as we know that we're just speaking, using those terms provisionally, and sometimes to counter um, habits that go in another direction, as long as we know that, that, then it's fine to say, yes, it's physically inhabiting the intimacy of the moment. Well, yeah, that's and that's helpful to hear because, but but I, I, I think um, I think for me sometimes the it's easy to get um, well, like I said that that um, that practice can sometimes be. Um, not not really noticing thinking, but replacing you know a certain one kind of thought with another kind of thought, um, which yes. is which is is very different than what what she's describing here. So yeah, but that's 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 helpful to hear. Yeah, it, there's a very nice um, at the end of the first. The first paragraph on on page 38, it says, she's got a nice sentence where she says, Sitting burns up the self-centered element and leaves us with the energy of our emotions without the destructiveness. Um, And the destructiveness is, of of course, is in the entanglement in it and the acting out of it, which is self-centeredness in another way of saying it. But yes, but good. Yeah. But let's see what others have to say. Anyone?
So, uh, one of the aspects of her using the image of the baseboard has to do with first us starting to become familiar with our own particular variety of what she calls the baseboard or call it reactive habits or reactive style. But the other aspect is um, is a, a, using that image helps us to to notice as she puts it when we are plugged in um, and being able to start recognizing it because we have a sense of familiarity to notice that reactiveness, which is why one of the reasons this is a useful set of image, because we can dis- because we become what should I say cognizant of it, we then could notice it almost um, as if we have a radar for noticing our particular style of plugged in, which we often use in different circumstances when the circumstances don't fit something. I don't know what they don't fit because it varies, um, but as as she says, this is on, let's see, on page 36, um, in the last paragraph, she talks about this. Um, Though we all get plugged in in varying degrees, including herself, she says, over the years, I've become able to recognize when I'm plugged in. I don't miss much and I, and anymore. We can catch ourselves being plugged in by watching how we talk to ourselves and others. And it, this is important because we often talk to ourselves, and I don't mean necessarily out loud, but internally, or as Shojo was saying, when when he was having trouble with his shots, he noticed all these self-talk criticism, though, of course, he didn't act it out. But even talking to ourselves about it is already a way of generating that... Being plugged in. And noticing that is very valuable and important because that, if we can use it as a practice friend and support rather than as a, um, something to then act out, whether towards ourself or other, it becomes a, a, it becomes just what it is, the opportunity to be this life moment. Anyone? I will say something. Um, I, I was just uh, noticing some, um, you know, some, some sort of uh, physical, stretchy kind of, I don't know, um, tension pain or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so like, it's like Jim was saying, I walked in right around then, I was a little late, and... Uh, but 
he was saying something about, you know, wanting to change, you know, it's the thing about wanting to change. It's like, well, you know, I mean, I, well, I guess that goes back to the preference, not, not the demand. Because, you know, yeah, I'd prefer not to have this, but, or, or some of the things in the last couple of days, some physical things, not, uh-huh. not really a big deal, but I'd prefer not to have them. And certainly when there are bigger things come along, I prefer not to have them. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I, I, I think it's just something about, um, you know, that, that resting on the icy couch thing, uh-huh. which is always one of my favorite, uh, you know, images there, which she uses here too. And just, I don't know, something about, um, it's like what, I mean, it's just really like what you just said, because you're, it's your life no matter what, whether there's, I mean, I guess the pain in a way reminds you that you're still alive. Not that I'm seeking pain, but it's like, you know, okay, pain, not pain, parking space, not parking space. You know what I mean? It's like yes. it's, sometimes you kind of get to the point where it's like, yeah, okay, you know, I might, might like to, to get a little less wet or be a little closer to the building or have a little less pain or whatever. But um, I don't know. But, you know, there, there is that thing about wanting things to change sometimes, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of just going around and around with this. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what point I'm trying to make, but um, other people weren't talking, and so I guess one of my, my things on my baseboard to plug in is, you know, when there's silence, I have to talk. <laughs> Good. And, and this is on the bottom of 36, if I could just continue, she talks about the different sentences um, when you catch yourself plugged in, such as, when, when there's silence, I have to talk. Now, that's not a big, it's no big deal. And yet, um, what, uh, what she says on the beginning, on the top of 37, when we play with these sentences through our minds without questioning them, then we're waging a false fight and we, can, we end up, or we, at least we can, where any false fight leads us. Nowhere. Or getting into more trouble. Now, there's no big deal about what you said, but in in the sense of when there's silence, I have to say something. But there's all sorts of other sentences that we sort of pop up when a circumstance is uncomfortable. Um, and that's what Joko is encouraging us. Uh, she says we have to wage the real fight, and what what she means by the real fight is to stay present, to experience, to stay with that which we do not want to stay with. That's whether it's the so-called physical or so-called mental or so-called emotional, whether it's so-called internal or so-called external. To stay with that and not plug in our habitual baseboard or to notice that we've already plugged the, the baseboards plugged in and and going full steam or full blast um, and that's where she says practice takes courage in other words the courage to experience what we don't want to experience for whatever reasons and it doesn't matter the reasons why we don't want to those become clear or they don't it's not it, 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 we don't have to go looking for that. Um, and the courage builds with the practice, but there's no quick, easy fix. Um, 
even after much sitting, when we become angry, we have an impulse to attack another, or, I'll add on, attack ourselves. Doesn't make a difference, or attack the tree with with your golf club, or, you know, kick the dirt. Now, it's no big deal kicking the dirt once, or it is a big deal if you um, overdo it, and we all can overdo it. Um, we look for ways to punish, and then she says punish others, but I just say punish all sorts of people for what they have done, or punish ourselves, or punish the universe, or... Um, I've since where I live, there are a number of... I don't play golf, but I know... Uh, I've met a number of people who do play golf, and sometimes I... I know that they uh, damage their golf clubs or other things when things don't quite go the way they want. They look to punish something um, rather than take have the courage to experience what's not the way we want it, to stay with what we don't want to stay with which might be something as simple as, I missed that shot. How could I miss that shot? That was so simple. I've been playing golf for all these years. Excuse me for, for picking on golf, but since Shoujo... But it is all sorts of things. How could I have forgotten that? I, I do it every week. How could I have forgotten it today? Or how could I have left... Or how could I have made that stupid mistake and, you know, dropped my... Keys, wallet, money, you fit, fill in. Um, so, but I want to stop because this, many of you haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk about this in terms of your life practice. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. I think for a while you couldn't. Um, so, hello. Now, now we lost you. Let me see what happened. Let's see again. Hello. Huh. Well. Sandra, when you, I don't hear you, and we don't hear you, let's try again. Hello? Hello? Okay, now we hear you. I don't know what happens. I hung up and called back. It must be coming and going, um, because I did try to say something earlier. Anyway, while you can hear me, we can get it in quick. So, on the last page, the last... uh, Yes. Uh, the third paragraph, up a little bit. So go up one, two, the end of the paragraph up yes. there. Okay, so this sounds very mystical to me. Maybe you can shed some light on uh-huh. it. Maybe it's just words that aren't, I should take so seriously. Um, so she says, because there is no one home, there is no one here. When one one second. Uh, let me, okay, I see in the middle of the paragraph. Go ahead. Because yeah. there is no one home, there is no so one she here. She talks about... When I am pure energy, 
I am no longer me. That is baffling. Uh, okay, now I am functioning for good. That transformation is why we're sitting. Okay. What what she means when I'm no longer me, she means I'm no longer um, caught up in this self-centered um, uh, idea, self, other, me, what I need, what I don't need, what I like, what I don't like. That's what she means by no longer me. It doesn't mean something magical in a, in a way. It's, it's transformative and yet it transforms us to what we always are. So in, in a sense, the me in this sense is I'm no longer this spaceboard, if to use that image, or this self-centered habit that keeps blinding me in life. That's what that's what she's she saying. She's pure energy. You all are always pure energy. How, when are you other than that? Except well, exactly. if we, so what difference? <laughs> well, the di- the difference is that we, when we're caught up in our self centered ideas, if I use that kind of words, or caught up in our, in reactive habits, then despite that that isn't who we are, that becomes who we think we are, who we believe we are, who we react as, and that's the whole point of this, using this image of the baseboard, we keep plugging in to the baseboard's uh, habit and baseboard response when the cir- when the circumstances are what they are. Does that make sense? I don't know if you can hear me, but yes. yes. Good. Good. I have a question. Yes. Uh, well, more of a statement than a question, but uh, when I'm, sometimes when I'm practicing. Um, I'll have a, just out of the blue, I'll, I'll have a nagging feeling about something's wrong. Uh-huh. And, but it's non-specific. Uh-huh. And when I uh, go to open up and try to look at it, it slips away. Yeah. So, I mean, it, do I lose that opportunity to practice with that, or if I, is it important enough to worry about it? Well, in, in, instead of, I'm not sure what you mean by go to look at it, but let me say that to me that sounds like trying to figure it out and think it, as opposed to allowing your self, allowing the experience of it, allowing yourself to rest as it, as what you call the snagging feeling or whatever you however you sense it, just stay with that without trying to figure it out or to try to dissect it or to make something of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes more sense. Good. Well, if I can comment on that, I've noticed sometimes myself, sometimes maybe in the mornings or something, I'll feel just out of sorts or just out of phase with, with stuff or with 
with my reality or something, and I and it, and it feels uncomfortable and things are wrong. I don't know where it comes from, and and I and, and it's and and I start spilling things or dropping things or tripping on something, and things are just not going right. And then, of course, then I don't feel good about all that, but I just kind of figure, well, it's going to be that way for a bit, and it's just going to go away. And it's sort of, and, and then to uh, juxtapose, not, not, I mean, to uh, the opposite of that for me sometimes is I'll, I'll feel so happy. I, I don't know why. I just, I, I feel happy and joyful. I don't know where that comes from either, but that doesn't last long either. But I think they're maybe related, but I don't know exactly where all that stuff comes from. But the only thing I can do is just notice it and, uh, be with it as much as I can, and, and, and if it's unpleasant, it usually goes away. If it's pleasant, it usually goes away as well. So, it, it, what you're saying, Shojo, is, is when it's pleasant, be pleasant, be the pleasantness, as you call it, mm-hmm. be right. the experiencing. When it's unpleasant, be the unpleasant experiencing. And good. And at the same time, if we get entangled with it, whether about the unpleasantness or the pleasantness, be able to notice that and see if there's something skillful and appropriate to do, or if we're uh, plugging into the baseboard habit of wanting to do something about this feeling because I hate it or I love it. And I need to hold on to it or I need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Good. As she says in the, in that very last paragraph um, of the of the chapter. Um, There is real peace when we rest within that fundamental contraction, experiencing the body as it is, meaning experiencing, I would say, the body universe as it is, because there is no body separate from the universe, and there is no body separate from experiencing. Um, And it's so whether it's so-called despair or so-called enjoyable anyone have something they want to bring up on this chapter something that didn't make sense to you or that particularly resonated with you I know many of you have have spoken already already, but I wanted to see if there's anyone else who who hasn't who wants to say something. On page 33, about yes. the middle of the page, yes. uses the word obstreperous. Oh, <laughs> obstreperous. Obstreperous, yes. I have no idea what that means. Someone want to try it? Nasty? Yes, troublesome. Um, but Insidious or something like that? Or intrusive? <laughs> aggressive-ish? Yes, aggressive-ish. That's an interesting word. Good. <laughs> Aggressive-ish. <laughs> so to make up a new word, to 
but there's also a, a troublesomeness about it that, that is almost like an on-purpose on troublesomeness that continues to be acted out. I'm just adding too many words to, to try to get to it. Um, <laughs> which for some people that might be a more difficult word to uh, um, yeah. see how that how, how that applies. <laughs> what? We already found it. Okay, but but the 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 word is not so much in order to find the word, but to have the sense, when does it seem that way to us? See, the point of these words, even this whole chapter about baseboards, is to get as an aid to our practice so that we can begin and to continue to notice what it is we do when we're making so-called trouble in life, so that we don't do that way, but rather redirect that and make good use of that troublemaking habit. What a baseboard is, is a troublemaking habit, but it can be a lot worse and a lot more problematic and, and uh, harmful than, than just that. Okay. That's enough, I hope. We can start Next week with the chapter Sacrifice and Victims. Let me see what next week is. Yeah. And for, for those of you who um, need to know, this Tuesday, I think it's the 28th, uh, there are no phone hours. I won't be available um, on that day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night.